When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome back to Inside the Jungle, your source for Auburn men's basketball analysis and discussion. My name is Kyle Loomis, part one of the dynamic duo that covers Auburn men's basketball for the E2C Network on this show. And I am happy to welcome back my partner in crime. Finally, he didn't want to join us for the exhibition game, but for the opening regular season game for our Auburn Tigers, he's back. Mr. Clint Richardson, how are you doing, buddy? Good. Wins are always fun. 100 points are always fun. And walk-ons on the field are always fun. Look, Clint, let's just go ahead and have you admit it now. The whole reason you didn't show up for the exhibition game is because you were afraid it was going to be Barry again. No, it was because I was at the exhibition game. <laughs> and how was your voice uh, holding up after that? Because, you know, you were used to, for so many years, being at the games and having those vocal cords in shape. How did they hold up after not being there for so long? Uh didn't do a whole lot of yelling Friday night at the basketball game, but Saturday at the football game really stretched it a little bit more and more so just trying to yell to have a conversation than actually yelling onto the field because that was probably (laughs) the loudest 11 o'clock game I've ever been to at Jordan-Hare. So, but that's a different game. It's a different story, different show, but I'm doing good. Well, I'm happy to have you back and I'm thankful that you let me at least get the show out early for our listeners here. But, you know, that game technically didn't count even though we won. So let's move on to one where it counts. So Auburn opens up the season against South Alabama, the Jaguars from down the lower uh, part of Alabama. They win 101-58, to leaving no doubt as to this being unfinished business this season. That is the hashtag, that is the slogan, the mantra, the motto, whatever you want to call it. That is what Bruce Pearl is selling this year, and it is a hot sell because they are look ready and primed uh, to show up and prove that last year was not a fluke. Now, granted, this was against the South Alabama team, so you can kind of take that for what it's worth. However, we're going to kind of dive into some stats, some storylines, and things like that. But before we even get into all that, I want to bring something up, Clint, that's probably going to make you be a little ashamed of me. Are you prepared for this? You've been teasing me this one for about 15 minutes now, so... Now, this is actually not what I was teasing you about. This was actually not what I was teasing you about. Oh, no. I want to just go ahead and I want to admit something here. You know, we had an interesting commentator on this uh, this game tonight <laughs> on TV. One uh, Andy Kennedy, former Ole Miss head coach. What were your uh, thoughts and impressions on his uh, performance in that game? So, you know, I'm surprised you're bringing that up now because I was actually planning to bring it up later. But I am no fan of Andy Kennedy, the coach. And the person that he has been shown to be in the news, but I'll admit, I really enjoyed him as a commentator. I thought he was really Thank insightful. You. 
he was he was a little talkative at times, but I mean that was his first game behind the microphone. He'll get better behind he'll get better at that, no doubt. But I, I really enjoyed it. And it's really weird because I I honestly somewhat enjoy Greg McElroy in the booth. Okay, now this show's over now. <laughs> we can't we can't move on from that. I think he's pretty good in the booth. I don't really care for him in the studio, just he goose around too much, but you know, Jordan Rogers is also really good in the booth. Um, not that I had anything against him on the field, but it feels like these these people who I didn't care for in the sports world, as soon as they transition into the media world, they're a whole different person, and it, and it's completely. I, I I mean, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed him as a commentator. As much as we hated Andy Kennedy and getting and having to uh, go play him in Oxford or have him come to Auburn, mainly we we hated some of his players, Marshall Henderson, uh, more than him. But you know he did have a very troubled past, uh, some personality traits that you know some of us don't find too favorable. But again, that for me suddenly washed away when I heard that man talking about basketball on a TV screen, and I'm like, this guy's brilliant and he's awesome and he knows what he's talking about. No wonder he was. I'm like, am I legitimately, like, not falling, that's not the correct terms, that just sounds weird, but just like, I don't even know how to describe it. I was like, I want to hear Andy Kennedy talk about basketball. And so I say that just because I find it ironic, us as Auburn fans and our history with him, that I, and now now that I know you, can admit that. That's just interesting to me. So I just thought we'd bring that up off the top, because get used to it, folks. He'll be there the rest of the season. (laughs) But let's talk more about this game, the 101 uh, to 58 win over the South Alabama uh, Jaguars. Now, Clint, you and I have long talked about the importance of playing these in-state teams, and I maintain that. I think this is an important thing that uh, Bruce Pearl has uh, always advocated for, and I love seeing us get to showcase some of the talent that the state has outside of the big Auburn and Alabama programs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you see it just like um, number 14, Roger Seitz. He gets to go up against a top-ranked team on television, you know, something that a lot of Sunbelt teams probably don't get that kind of exposure, and drops 25 points and just had had a great game. Um, you know, you can't really say anything bad about the way he played. Um, 25 points, 8 for 18 from the field, five three-pointers, perfect from the free-throw line, one rebound, two fouls, and 29 minutes of gameplay. Like, you know, th- that's those are the kind of guys that got overlooked and didn't get the opportunity that maybe Bryce Brown got, and to come play at a top tier team or a top tier conference at the very least. And you know, if it helps them whatsoever, that's great. Maybe South Alabama will will get some pretty good recruiting numbers next year and and be you know a, a much better Sun Belt foe. Yeah, I, I do hope so because they've got a first-year head coach here after having uh, a couple of years of not so great success. Um, so, you know, we've gone through that phase, the rebuild with Coach Pearl, and we're kind of now on the top, uh, so to speak, at least in some respect. Um, so I do hope that the South Alabama program returns to prominence, and, you know, they made the tournament uh, tournament a couple of years ago, so maybe they can get back there soon. But again, great to showcase other programs in Alabama and how great a state of this is for basketball. Um, but moving more into the game, and I want us to start off this year, Clint, with a, a new segment, because if you've been listening to Inside the Jungle for a long time, you know how much Clint hates doing predictions. You know how much he likes like, committing to any type of analysis. 
one of his famous phrases is he wants a complete game. I would ask Clint, what do you want to see next game? Oh, I want a complete game. Well, how about this game? A complete game. I haven't seen that yet. So guess what, Clint? We're going to play Was This a Complete Game every (laughs) single show this year to start off the show. So my question to you, sir, South Alabama versus Auburn. Do you think Auburn played a complete game? No. Interesting. That is not what I thought you would say. And why? (laughs) Well, why did you think I was going to say yes? Because Auburn destroyed a team and and dropped 100 and, you know, beat them by 40, whatever. Don't want to do math. It's late. Um, (laughs) But no, it wasn't. I mean, it was a great game. And if I had to guess, I'd probably say it was a 90 to 95% complete game. But, you know, Auburn went the last three minutes without a point. Granted, it was um, with the walk-ons in. Um, You know, middle of the second half kind of got a little hero ball-ish and forcing things and just playing around. Again, a big lead kind of leads to that. Um, But, you know, I'm happy with being able to put away a team. Um, So, yeah, (laughs) I mean, I'm going to be a big stickler on this just like any coach would. Coach Pearl was livid with, I don't know, maybe South Alabama's second timeout, and and no coach is ever going to tell you that their team played a perfect game. And I probably will not say Auburn played a complete game all year long. That is interesting. I really thought if you were going to come out and say Auburn played a complete game year, this was going to be the one. And I'm not so much talking about the dominance that was displayed and the score, uh, what that indicates there. But I'm just looking at some of these stats, um, especially some of these team stats uh, that I'm very uh, happy with. There are some. Uh, one we're going to talk about in a little bit that I'm, I'm kind of struggling with right now. But there Ooh, are a lot it. of I things. <laughs> yes, you, you see what I'm talking about, Clint. Don't get me started too early no, here because I'm trying to talk about how they had a complete game. No, you can't have a complete game with that number. Just, just, just let me do it. <laughs> <laughs> but look. Let me talk about, and this kind of can move into us talking about some of the stats here. 24 assists, 9 steals, 8 blocks, 15 fast break points, 40, let me say that again, 40 points in the paint, bench points, 24, second chance points, 26. Clint, just stop me now because these are team stats of a championship caliber team. And I understand, sir, that this is South Alabama and they are not up to par with SEC teams and other top-tier teams program. But this is a team, to me, that showed up tonight and displayed they are a championship-caliber team. You know, I would have told you to stop going through stats, but you didn't even hit the ones that I wanted to talk about. How about 13 turnovers to 22 South Alabama or (sighs) 33 points off of turnovers to South 5? 42 total rebounds for Auburn, nearly doubling... South 27. Those, mm-hmm. I mean, Auburn, Auburn never out-rebounds a team by nearly double. And gosh, this is that's that's got me excited looking at all these numbers. Like you said, 40 points in the paint, the bench doing well, second chance points, you know, and it just goes hand in hand with the rebounds at that point. But, you know, this, this was a team that while at a time they got a little selfish, um, but just the flow of the game warranted that, I think. They didn't play selfish whatsoever. Like you said, 24 assists. Um, Jared Harper having 13 of them. This 
the entire starting lineup scored double-digit points with a six-double-digit score coming off of the bench. This is going to be a lot of fun to watch if if those kind of numbers and that kind of play continues against top-tier opponents like what we're going to see later this week. Now let's talk about the stat that I'm I'm crying about right now. <laughs> if you've been listening to this show for the four plus years, I think it's we're on five, year five, aren't we, Clint? I think so. I think this is year I think this is year five of the show. You'll know for these past five seasons almost that I am a stickler for free throws. Fifty percent from the charity strike ain't gonna cut it, Auburn. Now, granted, I'm in love with the other stats that you posted here, so I'm willing to let that slide in this game because you know you can slack off in one of those areas if you have such great numbers elsewhere. I mean, forty-seven percent from three-point range, fifty-one percent from the field total. I can make peace with that, but I'm not happy about it, Clint. Do you think this is just the whole getting back into the routine thing, or do you think this is going to be indicative of how free throws are going to go for us the rest of the year? I want to. I don't want it to be indicative, and I want to say it's just getting back into the swing of it. And game speed is completely different than practice speed, like we talked about last week. Um, I think you could probably take off two of those misses because they were Horace Spencer's um, flagrant one shots. So seven to twelve isn't a whole lot better of a percentage. And again, it's late. I don't want to do math, Kyle. You can do the math if you want to, but yeah. Know, <laughs> still it's it's not your 75 percent um 80 i, I want 80 oh, you want 80 Ooh. I've, I've had i've been consistent 80 every single time <laughs> not asking this for is much very are far from it. no i mean but you know we've seen last year that they're capable of reaching that 80 percent uh, i'm just going to chalk this one up to the first game it they're not perfect and they've got to miss in some areas and you know obviously since you don't think this is a complete game you think so as well um, so overall, when you look at team play and team stats, this to me is what indicates a complete game for me. Now, let's step away from that and maybe analyze some of the individual play. And we've got some newcomers to talk about, too. But if I just ask you, Clint, looking at individual stats here, starters and beyond, which of these players sticks out to you the most tonight? You know, going through the stats, it's it's hard to pick a, a guy, but watching the game and the intensity shown just the the control of the game i i mean it's got to be chumo kiki like this this kid as a freshman last year came in kind of scrawny and 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 you know got pushed around a little bit by the bigger guys one season with the auburn training staff has put some good muscle weight on this kid he looks taller he looks thinner he looks faster and he just dominated um 20 points seven for 11 on the day three big three pointers um he was he was three for three from the charity strike i know you like that one rebound away from a double double five assists only one foul unfortunately five turnovers which led the team but you know i think that'll come when you're when you get that many touches on the ball but I, I'm so happy for Chuma and the way he played, and um, and I'm sure you noticed this, Kyle. But did you see the number he's wearing? Uh, yeah, well, he swapped to number five with the old number of Mustafa. Yes, Chuma's wearing number five, and he's not the only player to have changed numbers this year. Malik Dunbar um, 
was yeah. wearing 14 last year and is now wearing number four. That was opened up by Chuma. <laughs> Just got a whole, like, waterfall effect going here with people changing numbers. Yeah, it pretty much is. But, uh, see yeah. Auburn, Auburn players changing numbers a whole lot. No, but I mean, if you if that certain player that you know is head of you in the depth charts got your number and he leaves, it makes sense and kind of I can understand if that's your number if you you've wanted for years, you go ahead and take it. Hey, I don't care what number Chumo Kiki wants; he can have nine. He can have nine 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 well, as long as he plays he like he did. <laughs> I, you know what I mean. Um, yes, I agree with you that Chuma had a great game, twenty points, uh, and then just. Three for three, of course, from free throw land is just, you know, awesome for me here. Uh, played uh, 30 minutes in this game. Um, so I, it's hard for me to make a case that it's not Chumo Kiki, but I like to be different from you. And how do you not pick the return to An- of Anthony Macklemore to this team? And not just returning, but making a statement, flying all over the place, blocking shots, getting rebounds slamming home the ball on alley-oops and and just for a guy that dislocated his ankle broke his tibia you would have thought that had never happened the way he was just like unashamedly without fear slamming his body in there and i gotta give it to the guy because if i had done that i would be a little cautious especially in the first game against you know a team that my team probably doesn't need me to win so Personally, that's my guy, Anthony uh, McElmore. I love seeing him back. I think that's a great pick. And, and as much as we're going to praise the SEC Network with uh, Andy Kennedy, we have to rant on the SEC Network for showing that replay. Oh, Clint. I, oh. It's no secret. I was at the game last year when it happened. It happened just below us. We were in the upper deck. I didn't hear Anthony scream. I didn't see his leg. I refused to watch and listen to that replay it's been months and they show that and i'm pissed i didn't want to see that i don't ever want to see that so you know uh you got to put a warning before you play it you cannot just throw that in there no warning you shouldn't have ever played it in the first place so shame on the producer who threw that in there but you know and i don't know if you mentioned it after the exhibition game but anthony came up limping at one point um one of the uh, who did we play? Loyola? No. Um, Lincoln Memorial. Lincoln Memorial. Uh, one of the Lincoln Memorial players went down and seemingly grabbed Anthony by the ankle. And just the way Anthony was falling, it didn't look like he was able to pull it out of there. And he was pissed. And it was it would have been one of those times where, Anthony, if you want to debt the kid, I would not be upset with you. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, it's it's still a little tender. I don't know if he was just scared last week or what, but you know, just to like you said, to see him flying around is is amazing. Um, modern medicine is such a miracle, and you know, to see Anthony come back from that one of the most gruesome injuries you'll ever see on the basketball court, and one that I never wanted to see again. Thanks, SEC Network. But yeah, you know, I've avoided that one too. Uh, like the plague, and I came back walking into the room when that segment came on, and then I just let this light yelp out because that's I cannot watch injuries like that. I, I refuse to. Like if I ever, I've seen a couple live, and it just destroys me because it, I have hurt my ankle on similar plays before, and I've never broken it or hurt it to the extent that Anthony did. 
but that just is like the stuff of nightmares for me. Um, so anyway, let's let's not relive that much longer. I'm just happy he's back. He seems, even though he even kind of tweaked it in the, in the exhibition game, looks to be back to the Anthony of old. Obviously not scoring 20 points a game. He might do that a couple times this year, but putting in you know double digits and then the just the intangibles there that he brings to this team is unmeasurable and how important it's going to be to the success of team going forward. A couple of newcomers to talk about, Clint. Samir, whoever you talk to, Dowdy or Doty, whichever one you want to say. <laughs> Javon McCormick. Those are our two newcomers that we have uh, to discuss tonight. What did you think about their play? Uh, Javon McCormick is such a young talent. Um, I, I think he's going to be really good. He had a he had one really bad ball handling turnover. Um, I think he'll get better at that. Samir is everything he's been hyped up to be, and I don't care how they pronounce it on TV. I'm calling. I, I'm pronouncing it Dowdy. Doty sounded too weird. Can't do it. But. He's he's such a good talent. He he seems to have clicked with this team so well, and he's going to be a lot of fun to watch play. And and you know I was honestly surprised to see him in the starting lineup in his first game. You know he sat out the exhibition game with a little bit of an injury and seemed to be fine. He came right back in and, and was in the starting lineup over uh, Malik Dunbar. So. It's it's interesting to see him and Jared out there, and you know I I think that those two might be a really good duo. That you know you open up one, you know as, if Jared's going off and Samir is going to be feeding him, and and vice versa. They might not both score twenty and fourteen like they did tonight, but you know you might see one go twenty five and the other one eight. You know you might see a really good duo out of those two. Yeah, speaking of duos and going a little bit further beyond that, I'm just kind of realizing something looking at our roster. So we had a starting lineup of Jared Harper, Bryce Brown, Chumo Kiki, Samir Dowdy, and Anthony McLemore. Pretty good starting lineup, and I have few complaints with that. A little bit on the small side, but they play hard and you know still out-rebounded them. Let me just put this to you, Clint. This could be your, just based off of this, I'm not saying this is what it should be, but if you get Daniel Purifoy back, Austin Wiley back. Here is a potential other lineup to just say, hey, we'll swap out the other five. Horace Spencer, Malik Dunbar, Javon McCormick, Austin Wiley, Daniel Purifoy. You tell me there's something wrong with that lineup too, and I'm going to slap you. <laughs> no, nothing wrong with the lineup at all. I'm just not a fan of the platoon style roster. I know. So, you know, don't, don't rotate in five for five. We're not a hockey team. We're not hockey seven over here. <laughs> you know, after watching, and I hate I didn't get to comment on the exhibition game because now I'm rehashing a lot of that. But watching Dan Gell in that game, he's rusty. He he did not look good at all, and and is going to have to play his way back into some playing time. I don't know where you give him that playing time right now, and I think Austin will be slowed in. I think you know he might not. Kind of like what he did two years ago, his freshman right. half season. You know, five minutes here, ten, you know, working his way up. I think he might do that again with his uh, his leg injury. And again, I don't know where you put Dan Gell. I mean, this is, this is a really talented team with, you know, now nine really talented players that you got to figure out where to work them in. And, and, you know what? I'm glad it's not my choice. So good luck, Coach Pearl. 
it's a wealth of riches and it's a really good problem to have because there were times where that was the opposite effect where we were struggling to find we had to make our center a point guard at one point clint do you realize that we've gone from our center in simeon bowers as a point guard to having the ability to do a platoon method not saying we should it's just it's, it's mind-boggling me that how far this team has come since we've been doing this podcast. But you know, um, you know, God bless Simeon Bowers. <laughs> That's all I gotta say right there. Hey, look, you can say whatever you want, but I miss that man, Sinindra. Oh, I miss man. saying he, that name, bringing it back. He, he um, was a man. Our, that's for sure. Other thing I want to bring up about this game, and another reason why I consider it such a complete game offensively, the numbers are there, but. We already mentioned some of the defensive stats. Defensively as a whole, I mean, South Alabama couldn't get the ball inbounded for the first five minutes of the game. And then steals galore, blocks galore. They never, there was about maybe a five-minute window ending the first half where you saw South Alabama get a little bit sellable because Auburn was playing a little bit more sloppy and maybe a little bit more, um, I'm trying to think of the right word to say it, uh, just Taking loose. too many risks on defense. Loose, and, and a, not a good loose, a bad loose. But I was very impressed. And Coach Pearl has always been a great uh, defensive-minded coach. But they just seemed dialed in from the start in that first five minutes there where South Alabama couldn't even get the ball inbounded. I was loving every minute of it. Yeah, that was that was fun to see. And, and I, I've said it time and time again, I love good defense. And to just harass the opposing team like Auburn did to start that game. Bryce Brown was a pest and not letting the ball get inbounded, forcing the turnovers, the offensive fouls on South. That That's what I want to see out of this team. You know, it almost had a, a Coach K-style press, and, and and I think that says a lot about what Auburn was able to do tonight. And, and I want to see that upheld you know there's, there's a couple of teams last year that Auburn really struggled to press against him and Bruce has really made that his mo we're gonna press you hard after every made basket but as soon as you get it in you know all right now we're gonna go play half court and and good luck from there but you know it was it was definitely a lot of fun to to watch Auburn force South into wasting four timeouts in in you know 10 minutes of play it was very funny, um, and uh, there's a certain person we're aware of that was giving uh, their coach a hard time yeah, for using those that. two timeouts. <laughs> I think we all heard it on the broadcast. There's no way you can't miss him. Uh, happy birthday, by the way, to that person. Uh, but anyway, um, let's move on and talk about the next game coming up and how some of this stuff might roll over into it. Quite a big matchup here. Auburn getting their first chance to take on a power conference team a ranked team at this moment, may I mind you, uh, that they will be taking on the Washington Huskies. Look at a little bit of synergy there. You know, football takes on Washington. Basketball takes on Washington. I'm loving it. Um, they're ranked number 25. The game uh, for Auburn and Washington will be 9 p.m. Eastern time, 8 central time again. Um, and it's going to be a fun matchup. I think it's one of those that's a lot of people are going to be paying attention to, even though it's going to be late at night on a Friday evening. Um, I am currently planning on being there trying to get a ticket because I might be coming for other things in Auburn. But I'm really excited for this matchup, and I'd love for Auburn to make some noise against Washington in this game. What do you think Clint has to carry over from this game for us to beat Washington? 
I think you just need to see that chemistry continue. You know, if you've got 24 assists and six guys in double digits, that's that's a good job of passing the love around, and 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 I think that's really going to be the key to beating Washington. And and you know, I I would I wish I had the stat pulled up in front of me. When's the last time Auburn, as a ranked team, faced another ranked team? And you know, right now we're thankful that. You play two or three games before new rankings come out because Washington is struggling in their season opener against Western Kentucky. Um, they were at down, home. yeah, at home. They were down thirty-six twenty-seven at halftime. But currently, as the time we are recording this, they are up or they are now tied again, forty-four all with thirteen minutes left in the game. Now, let's say this, Clint, the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, they've had some success in recent years, so this isn't, this is, we have no room to talk. We lost to Barry in an exhibition game last year, okay? And so, Barry. <laughs> this, this, yeah, I know, I, it still flabbergasts me, but I, I'm not so much concerned that they're struggling right now, because I feel like a, this happens to a lot of teams, especially some of these major programs, are expecting big things, they kind of come in overlooking the team, glad that didn't happen to Auburn in this game, but you really can't overlook a team like Western Kentucky, that has had some pretty decent success in the last few years here. Do you think this is more of that kind of overlooking them, or do you think Washington has some real struggles and may not be as good as advertised? It's a good question. I'm not entirely sure. Um, didn't get a chance to, to, to watch a lot of them last year. Um, I think they're always a talented team. Um, you know, it might just be that, um, that rust that they're trying to shake off and, you know, if you, you in this league, you slightly overlook a, a team who's looking to come in and, and start something, it's it's going to be a long night for you, and, and Washington's learning that. So, you know, I, I think the best thing that can happen to Auburn is this thing goes into, like, four overtimes, and then they still have a cross-country flight, so. Yeah, definitely <laughs> having some legs uh, issues so. there would be very advantageous for Auburn. Uh, now, the thing here is I'm kind of looking at some of their stats. The game's not over, so we don't know everything to analyze it, but currently their top scores are uh, Noel and Crisp, so that's probably two players you're going to be wanting to pay attention to uh, when they come to Auburn Arena in a few uh, days here. Um, so I'm really excited for this matchup. I think it's an opportunity for Auburn to kind of put this as a stamp on their resume for postseason play if they're able to beat a Pac-12 team if they're able to go to the Maui Invitational, beat an Xavier out of the Atlantic 10, maybe potentially play a Duke, maybe beat a Duke. Am I getting a little ahead of myself, Clint? Yes, yes you are. <laughs> hey, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good, feeling happy here. Uh, give me one player to close out, Clint, that you're going to be watching in this game to make the biggest difference. Horace Spencer. I love it. You know, I, I, I wanted to take Chuma, but I, I couldn't. I thought Horace is, you know... Horace didn't play his best game, um, only two points, uh, missed three field, uh, free throws, two of which were off of a flagrant, um, pulled down five rebounds, only had a foul. Um, you know, not the best numbers for 19 minutes of play, but you know, I, I think he's got a really good chance to, to, to make an impact and uh, you know, maybe add a couple more points to his total. I'm going to be watching Malik Dunbar. Um, 
I won't call it losing the starting position because I do think that Samir, just based on what I've seen tonight and what I've heard about him, he's probably the better talent, but we'll see how that plays out the rest of the season. But I'd like to see how Malik responds two games after technically losing uh, that starting spot because I do think he's a high-energy guy. He's a big-bodied guard, um, and we need those kind of hybrid-type guards there to have success. So that's who I'll be watching in the game against Washington. Remember, you can watch it on TV uh, or be at the game 9 Eastern time in Auburn Arena. Let's get this victory. Before we get out of here, Clint, let's give our contact information. You can find me on Twitter at TigerEye24. Where can they find you? You can follow me on Twitter at ClintAU24, and you can check out my website, the Auburn Uniform Database, at AuburnUniforms.com. And that's all we have for you in this edition of Inside the Jungle, covering Auburn men's basketball. Until next time, War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?